Okay, moving right along. <clears throat> Let's go jump into our um, our other subject of the night. And this is going to be number four. This is uh, string theory. Now, <clears throat> you might be saying, Mateo, Native Ravager, why in the hell are you going down the realm of uh, astrophysics when you're not a physicist and you, you don't know anything about it? Well, you know... Like I said, this was research that I came across when this guy was telling me that we had met before. And I was trying to find all logical conclusions to how he says we knew each other, but we were enemies. But in this in this time frame, in this lifetime, me and him were communicating. And I wouldn't say we were friends because we don't talk to each other anymore. Because, I don't know, he kind of like uh, burned himself out or exposed himself too much. But... Um, that's why I'm, I'm doing this and I'm just trying to say that, you know, this idea of string theory and membrane theory, it's all going to be a part of like what I say from, you know, it, it's all going to be like a reference point, you know, when I can say, oh, well, back in uh, season three, I said this about string theory and membrane theory. <clears throat> so that's why I'm, I'm talking about this now, but here are some of the findings I found out and, um, one of them was a, a it's a really neat video on YouTube, and um, this guy who's kind of like a, a physicist, he um, he explained it very very well, man. So I'm gonna tell you, I, I don't remember. If, ah, shit, you're just gonna have to type up um, string theory, and there's I don't know that video is about two minutes long, and it's some some white guy talking about it. But anyways, if you ever look at it, you check it out because this is what he says. He takes, um, he goes, what is an organism made of? So he goes, if, imagine I could take a tree, a tree filled with an, with oranges. And then he goes, and he goes, and you, you take out that orange and you magnify the orange until you can see deep inside the molecules. Okay. And so the molecules are making up the, the oranges. Then he says, and then the molecules are enlarged until you see atoms. Okay, so that's, you know, that's looking way in there. We can't see that with our naked eye. We can only see that with um, um, with a micro, um, microscope. There we go. I almost said microphone. <laughs> anyway, so after you see the atoms, uh, then you magnify that again until you see electrons zooming around the nucleus. Okay, so that's, you're getting smaller now. Then zooming in, moving, you, you see, um, you, you, ah, you zoom in more to see the nucleus. So then you open up the nucleus and then you would see protons and neutrons and then opening up a neutron, if you could catch that. So that's way really small. Now you catch that neutron then you open it and you will see tiny little particles called quarks inside where where the conventional thought ends so you you go from um you go from uh, an orange you look inside you see the molecules then you see the atoms and then you see the electrons then you see the nucleus and after you get to the nucleus you would see protons and neutrons and then you grab one of the neutrons and open it up and you see a quark and then so that is so freaking small that um, that's where the conventional thought ends. You know, everybody's like, all right, that's that's like the total, total end. 
is you see the quarks inside, you know, what makes up the neutron. And then, um, and he says, um, so then the string theory comes in after that, where, where it ends or says the quarks are, you know, are the last, the last piece of, um, material that make up this orange. But then the string theory comes in and suggests that these quarks uh, once they're magnified, you know, like you catch those little, little quarks, excuse me, and you magnify it again, and then you will see little filaments of energy that are like are string-like, and it vibrates in a pattern of you know like like a dancing symphony in inside the matter, and that's the basic idea of a string theory is that, like I was saying uh, about the guitar, you know. It, and once you strum it, like that one string, it vibrates. So that's essentially the the string theory. And with the th uh, <laughs> with the thing theory, with the uh, string theory, since it's always vibrating and moving, that's what pretty much gives it life. It it would kind of be like if you were to um, get like a sperm and you magnify it and you you find all the um, you know, you see all the atoms again, and then you see the nucleus, and then you see, well, actually, you see the, after you see the atoms, you see the electrons, then the nucleus, then through the nucleus, you'd see protons and neutrons, you catch the neutrons, you look into the neutron, you see the quark, inside the quark is a, is a string that's vibrating inside that sperm, which pretty much gives it life, and the same with probably uh, a female f egg. And when those two fertilize, you know, there's, there's, um, there's a string theories in there that are kind of like, you know, they're dancing, given life. And, um, that's where, when this guy tells me, um, yeah, we met before and you were like this and you were evil. <laughs> like, dude, either you're full of shit or, you know, you're just making shit up, you know, um, because, even then in this lifetime, I had never known that guy. I'd never seen him, you know, and the timeline that he gave me where we did meet up and probably did fight, it never really happened because I never really fought anybody that looked like him or acted like him or talked like him. So, um, uh, with that being said, you know, um, there was a joke that I saw on one of the comments. Uh, I wrote it down. I thought it was pretty neat. It says, um, a cork walks into a bar and gravitates towards an electron and let's and and says let's get together no strings attached the electron says i come with a charge but neutrino over there is free <laughs> so I, it's kind of like a quirky little um you know i don't know astrophysicist joke or string theory joke but i just kind of found that it was pretty um it was pretty neat that, um, that would, that kind of sums up what the string theory is in a way, but not so much really come, you know, doesn't really explain it too much, but there's this dude, um, his name is, um, let's see, Micho Kaku. He's a astrophysicist and he's kind of like the Japanese Albert Einstein, but, um, he, was talking about unlocking the secrets of the big bang theory using the string theory. And he says, Albert Einstein's equation break down 
at the instant of the Big Bang and the center of a black hole, okay, which, um, which are interesting and beyond our reach using Einstein's theory. That's where a higher theory comes in called string theory. And then once you get the string theory, membrane theory is the next theory up. So, you know, there's, you know, it's more advanced than probably what Albert Einstein knew at the time. But anyways, a string theory takes us before the Big Bang theory, which tells us there are multiverses of universes. And Einstein's model says we are like insects on a soap bubble, just expanding and we're trapped like flies on flypaper. And that's called the Big Bang Theory. I don't know. <laughs> I tried to find out what, what he meant by that, but I really didn't understand. But um, so it is like, yeah, right now, everybody in simpler terms, everybody on the reservation says, oh, the res sucks. Nothing's happening. Well, we have no choice. We are flies on a fly, you know, we're, we're insects on a bubble in the suck that's happening is just expanding more and more. And when I think of it in those terms, I think of like the uh, government lockdowns and the shutdowns and the mandates and the vaccines and all that put together is just part of an expanding bubble. Um, so we really can't do much about it, but to either research it or fight back or just go along with it. And, you know, at least we have those three options. So, but as far as being on a bubble, you know, that, that's where we are. And, uh, let's see, it also created light. Um, oh, okay. So this guy, Michu, uh, Michu Kaku. The, this astrophysicist, he's, he's, sometimes he's on uh, Ancient Aliens, he's, he's a pretty cool dude. Anyways, um, he's also uh, created light cone string, uh, let's see, he created light cone string field theory following Mandelstin's light, light, let's see, oh, following Mandelstin's light cone formulation of string theory. So whatever that is, he done it. And then, uh, Michu Kaku has, um, he, he has education in physics, engineering, and particle theory, and ultimately theoretical physics. Um, and he also built a particle accelerator in high school in hopes of creating antimatter. So that's, that's this guy's uh, background, his, his credibility as far as being um, an astrophysicist and everything that he's come across and that he's done. And that's how he's kind of become known as, um, well, some people call him Japanese Einstein. He's a pretty smart dude, man. Um, you know, for him to do that in high school, shit, in high school, I was just trying to get a nut off on some of those Latinas that I was going to school with. Anyways... So string theory also says there should be other bubbles out there in a multiverse of bubbles. And so when two universes collide, it can form another universe. And when a universe splits in half, it can create two universes. And that may be the Big Bang Theory. So um, 
you know, Navajo Pedro is talking about, you know, the beginning and when God created everything. So that's kind of looking at that saying, um, the, the big bang theory is, um, you know, everybody knows that, but the part nobody knows is did the big bang theory start when two galaxies, not galaxies, two universes collided or did it start when one universe split in half and that came and that became the universe that we know now, you know, where life started and all that, and all that interesting stuff. So those are some questions that, you know, that I started, um, started thinking about when I was researching this. And then, um, the big bang is either caused by the collision of universes or the separation of, okay, I already got that. If there are other dimensions um, on other universes, can we go between the spaces? That would be very hard, but Alice in Wonderland gives a possibility by gives that possibility by giving that wormhole theory um, between universes. And like I was saying in, in, the, in the last segment about the membrane theory, about having like a membrane transporter um, going to another dimension to see, you know, the loved one that, that died in this dimension that we're living in this timeline. And you could go back and you, and you, you know, you meet up with them and you're like, Hey, you know what? I, I was so heartbroken and cause you were dead. And they're like, why was I dead? Well, where I'm, where I'm from in my timeline, you're dead and we buried you or we cremated you or whatever the process was. And they'll be like tripping out, like, really? And you're like, yeah, you know, can you come back? You know, can you come back with us? Um, we got the, the, you know, particle accelerator thingy over here, the membrane transporter. And, uh, they might say, no, you know what? Um, yeah, we also have rules on our side too. We, we can't really be going on that side. That's like us telling you to stay here, you know? Um, and if that was possible, man, there'd be so much uh, energy going back and forth between dimensions, between galaxies. I'm not galaxies. I keep saying galaxies between universes, but even then, you know, that would be kind of interesting. Excuse me. That would be kind of interesting to see, um, how us Navajos would be in a future where we could travel, you know, across space and time to see our loved ones in another reality where it's pretty much the same thing, but everything is just different. And then, um, in order to sign up for that, there's like a, a program or something kind of like, uh, you know, pretty much anything with the window rock, you know, you go into a building, you sit there, you sign up your name, they call you up and you're like, all right, so what do you need? Or what, what is it that you're looking for? Oh, I want to go and see my brother. Um, you know, he died on this timeline on this day, but, um, you know, uh, I know he's alive on another dimensional plane, another universe. And they're like, okay. So they take your DNA, they put it in a computer and then they, they, you know, matches up. The computer does his thing, matches up and says, yes. Okay. On this dimensional timeline, your loved one's there. Uh, that's going to be, you know, thousand dollars, you know? And so you pay your fee, you, you say, all right, you ready to see your loved one? You're like, yeah. So you step through that portal you're transported through the other side and that's where you, you know, you show them your card. You're like, yeah, I'm from 
the dimension or the galaxy or whatever timeline I'm from. And then I'm like, all right, who are you here to see? And like, oh, I'm here to see my brother or my brothers. And then they'll be like, okay, well, you know, we'll just wait here, fill out a form and we'll contact them. And, you know, you can meet, meet them in a, you know, however, whatever the timeline is. And, you know, and then to see them again, you know, oh man, that would be so badass. And I was like, Hey, you know what? You died on this timeline over here. And they're like, how, how did that happen? Ah, uh, combination of witchcraft and some other shit. And, uh, you know, the pharmaceuticals and, um, just, you know, looking at your body, the way it was, you know, kind of having these health problems, you know, that's what ultimately did you in on this timeline. But anyways, so that's where, um, the whole string theory, that's where I kind of came up with that. And that's where I was kind of thinking of this guy who was saying, Oh, well, bro, you know, I, when I died, I, I went, I lived many lives and I'm like, yeah, that is possible. man. I, you probably, your soul probably got split up in different little areas, probably went through some other dimensions where you lived a lifetime within seconds. And then you came back when that angel was, you know, brought you to the hospital or something, you know, pulled you out of that that spaceship made a stone, you know? Um, so those are like some, uh, some thoughts that came from this guy telling me all this. That's why I'm bringing all this up. And then all the, obviously, you know, you take that sheet of paper and you put two points in it. Cause, uh, the, the connection of two points, what was it? it is a straight line. Uh, I forgot how that saying goes anyways. And he folded in the, at the two mark spots. And the string theory is that the theory of everything, uh, since the string theory is a theory of everything, it's also a theory of time and space. Well, actually just time and time machines are allowed in Einstein's equations, but to build one is extremely difficult. So that whole thing about 121 point gigawatts of power or the, um, uh, what was that? That radiation, uh, damn, what the, was it? Plutonium? Uh, was it plutonium? Damn. Anyways, it would take a lot more power to, to, to basically make a time machine and travel is what this guy's saying. And, um, uh, there is a predicted theory for, for earth, uh, pretty much for earth's future where there will be one big freeze when all the stars will blink out at that point, all life in the universe must die. So the laws of physics are a death warrant to the, uh, all intelligent life, you know, and this guy's saying the best way to avoid, to avoid that, that death of, um, this universe is to leave this universe through a wormhole and get to another universe where, you know, you can pretty much start all over again and create life and do all that. So that's probably not for another, I don't know, billion, maybe possibly trillion years. But if it does happen before then, well, you know, shit, we'll pr pretty much all be stardust anyways. But for the most part, that's where I kind of wanted to really bring those up the membrane theory and the string theory and, you know, like Prometheus, all this, um, like high advanced thought, science, physics, whatever it is, 
that's where I wanted to really talk about that for a long time. It's just, I never really got around to it. So this being the last, um, episode for the month of January is where I just kind of want to make it, you know, interesting for that because in February I may have to start, you know, spreading out the podcast because I may not get to it. If I get pretty busy as I'm thinking that I'm going to get busy, I'm predicting a lot of stuff happening, man. I mean, positive, uh, all this is positive. So with all that having been said and done, I just want to make sure that, um, we all, oh, we all, that I do have my chance, my opportunity to at least get to this point and just talk about this whole thing with, um, the membrane theory, string theory, loved ones, traveling space and time, dimensional portals and all that. So anyways, now that we talked about that, let's go ahead and jump to our fifth subject of the night, which will be Noah's art. 